Well, hello everyone. Happy Friday. I know, I know I'm a couple of days late for this latest episode of Conscious Commentary, but I tell you what, what we're about to talk uh, about today is to me so meaty that I had to really kind of spend some time, I'm going to call this Conscious Contemplation, because what we're going going to be um, broaching today really kind of threw me for a loop and and how I wanted to handle it and what road I wanted to go down. Remember how I I'll often say uh, conscious commentary is comprised typically of one or the other, one being whimsical, the other being weighty. I like a a good balance of both because I think, you know, you can't be silly all the time. (laughs) Not silly, but light. Uh, And you can't be deep all the time. So I like to bring a bit of balance uh, to to all of you um, as we contemplate the many uh, anomalies and oddities and and fun, light things that uh, makes up what we call our reality. Today, I'd like to talk about fake. F-A-K-E. This isn't the first time I've uh, brought up the subject of uh, fake as a meme. As we know, memes are constantly being uh, released into uh, society and pop culture. And uh, I'm sure that with each and every little nuanced word or behavior or whatever it is, ice bucket challenge, (laughs) Uh, not to laugh about that, because I think that had a good back up. backbone to it. But nonetheless, things that catch on like wildfire very quickly, you have to ask yourself the question, what's the end game? And so in contemplating this now ubiquitous term, fake, well, fake news, but I think we've gone way beyond fake news, although it seems that it's that little phrase that has, uh, you know, that kind of got this whole thing started. But in the contemplation of that, I began to ask the question, why? What is really going on here with this proliferation of the word fake? So I want to talk about that. I want to give you a few stats. And and by the way, if you have arrived at this little podcast by way of our Higher Journeys post, no doubt you have read the the content of the post that goes along with it, uh, in which I I highlight uh, kind of a, a short sheet of a little bit of data mining that I did uh, to prepare for for this episode. Again, another reason why it took me a little longer to get the episode released. But let's go into it right now. Let me give you a little little um, insight into what I did. I so in in looking at or watching the news, like m- many of us still do. Of course, I tend to watch for different reasons. Uh, you know, I take kind of an analytical course when I'm looking at headlines and, and trying to put pieces together. And this has been going on for quite some time, obviously, but this name or the word uh, fake uh, being integrated into sound bites and, and um, uh, anchor, uh, you know, anchor uh, folk, <laughs> news people that are reading these stories is just it was just too much to to ignore. And so I decided to go online and, and basically do a little Google search. Um, but I wanted to juxtapose a few years. So I took a date range of April 2015 to July 20. I'm sorry, April 1st to July 1st in the years 2015, 2016 and 2017. And compare 
the number of results that I got back. Well, the the numbers sort of speak for themselves. And I'll tell you very briefly, in 2015, and all the same exact date range, April 1st to July 1st, figured I'd bring it up to to present day. In 2015, the results when I just searched the word fake, not fake news, just fake, I got approximately 5.2 million results. 2016, I received 8.3 million results. And then in 2017, drumroll please, 34, nearly 35 million results. Now, I took it a little bit deeper than that. So clearly there's a there's this huge uh, spike in returns and uh, plenty of news stories, of course. Um, let me give you I think I'm going to go ahead and do this because I, I do want to get to where I'm going with the we know that there's definitely a push on the part of the media, the mainstream media to use this word and have it stick. The question that we're going to ultimately get to is why. But let me give you as a juxtaposition once again, the returns that I got, let's get a little bit into what they were. In 2015, I got I'll give you the top 10. First, the dictionary definition of fake. That often comes up when you search particularly one word. A YouTube video titled, I am a fake. (laughs) Another YouTube video titled, quote, fake versus real Samsung Galaxy S6. Number four, HuffPost uh, put this out, 11 things we fake in our social media lives. Number five, Urban Dictionary, fake flake. Number six was a website article, generate a, how to generate a random name. Number seven, website article, uh, say no to foe, the ethics of fake fur. Remember that? Uh, Another website, number eight, sir fake, and then somebody's name, Antoine Geiger. Number nine, uh, how to avoid getting ripped off. And number 10, what was fake on the internet this week? Now, several of these are indeed uh, mainstream news outlets that put that were the content providers for these articles that came up in the search results. Let's jump to 2017 and take a a, do a little comparison. Number one, very quickly, Washington Post, a Time magazine with Trump on the cover hangs in his golf clubs. It's fake. Number two. This is interesting. I don't can't quite make this out fake F and then a hashtag make a DSL for build tasks. Number three, BBC this is the content provider, the hidden signs that can reveal a fake photo. Number four, CNN. Fallon creates more fake magazines for Trump. Number five, The Economist. Fake news. You ain't seen nothing yet. Number six, Time itself. Donald Trump fake time cover. This was obviously, I I suppose, big news in the fake world. Uh, Number seven, Fox News. Katy Perry says all the awards she's won are fake. Number eight, The Washington Examiner. Again, fake Time magazine cover of Trump. Number nine, a YouTube channel, fake homeless people exposed and rounding out the top 10 list. Number 10, New York Times, a fake and a fraud. Eight out of 10 of uh, the returns in 2017 are mainstream news outlets. So I think I made my point here without beating a dead horse that this meme has become, has caught like wildfire. I want to quote somebody that uh, I'm sure many of you in my audience uh, will be familiar with. His name is David Icke. He made a quote uh, in the course of doing an interview, and I it just it just completely 
resonated with me. He basically said, and I might be paraphrasing slightly here, but he starts out by saying, uh, when something comes out of nowhere and suddenly ends up everywhere, there's something else going on. So what's going on? That's the big question. And, and again, there is no way I'm going to even insinuate that what I'm about to tell you is what's going on. Because bottom line is we don't know. But I do think that whenever we see a push, and particularly a sustained campaign of a certain thing, particularly a, a word, a phrase, and even a behavior, uh, that there is an alternative agenda. And I think that this is no exception. Fake. So let me throw this out to you particularly for those who are familiar with the concept of artificial intelligence, also known as transhumanism, the transhumanist agenda. Some of you may, uh, hopefully all of you, have seen my, uh, actually two interviews I did, one with Richard Dolan about the idea of artificial intelligence, where it's going, how it's being deployed, and with Linda Moulton Howe, and this, by the way, was in, in the same uh, at the same location, Linda Moulton Howe uh, and I had a wonderful discussion about the idea of the universe as a computer simulation. What I like to think of as two different sides, uh, or two sides of a similar or same coin. So where I'm going with this, folks, uh, as I gave, devoted some time to some deep pondering, I thought to myself, could it be that this deployment of the word fake might have something to do with acclimating the masses to the idea of a synthetic future? Heck, a synthetic now. If we're talking about the fact that we're living in a computer simulation, which is, as you probably know, also ubiquitous in uh in the discussion circles of not only the alternative media, but even in some mainstream circles and 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 particularly uh, classical science circles, um, which I've covered uh, to a degree. Computer simulation. Are we living in a fake reality? And as a matter of fact, there is an article that I also dug up back, interestingly, in 2015 by the Daily Mail, dailymail.com out of the UK, and the title is, Is Our Universe Fake? Physicists claim we could all be the playthings of an advanced civilization. Let me stay on that for a moment, because this I, this was not a part of my uh, sort of mining data for to kind of put together these uh, uh, the the results that I got in terms of uh, how many how much fake is being used. I, I stumbled upon this actually later looking for something else. This was an article that was released in August of 2015. And it's funny because the title is Our Universe Fake. Fake is bold in capital letters. You know, it's interesting that now, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little controversial here because we're talking about uh, a hidden agenda or the potential of a hidden agenda. And, uh, it brings to mind the discussion that I had at this point t uh, several years ago with no more fake news, interestingly, uh, no more fake news uh, blogger John Rappaport, who spoke extensively about propaganda and agendas behind propaganda and what they're meant to do, what they're meant to achieve. 
And of course, there are multiple, multiple levels to uh, what uh, certain entities that create our reality are trying to achieve at a given uh, a given time. But as if, let's just say, if there is a possibility that and by all means, or by no means would this be the only way to acclimate, there are multiple ways one can be um, socialized to accept a certain reality. And it happens over the course of time. This article, Is Our Universe Fake, came out in 2015. Well, I would imagine that the people that were building up to a campaign of letting loose this fake meme had been planning it long before its actual release. But again, I don't want to digress too much because I want to get back to the idea of, well, why? Why is it now I know, and this is not a surface conversation, folks, I'm talking about something that goes well beyond the headlines of Donald Trump, uh, supposedly being the uh, the meme maker, or uh, repeater of the fake news idea. In fact, I don't believe that's accurate that 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 uh, proliferation of that term started there. That's arguable. There's there's something else that took place that I'm not going to get into right now. But the bottom line is, that was the launch. And then it, as we know, go go ahead and Google fake not just fake news, because remember, let me let me give you something else. And again, if you're looking at the blog post, you'll see because I did uh, list this, I, I decided just to do a quick little uh, Google search once again, on uh, headlines, news headlines that are using the word fake. And here they are here, here are five of them. Kenya election, BBC targeted by fake news. Another two arrested for human trafficking scheme run out of fake church. Three, man sentenced in fake license scheme. Four, Wyoming authorities warn public of fake eclipse glasses. And then finally, fake legal experts targeting immigrants. So again, this is something that it seems the the mainstream primarily has been mandated to keep in the public domain of, of, uh, of language. But again, why? I really tried to rack my brain to play devil's advocate against myself to say, how would I, how would I beat down the idea, the thought that perhaps in very subtle and often subliminal ways, they, the proverbial they, are trying to acclimate us, get us slowly accustomed, accustomed to a reality that is synthetic. That's another word for fake, by the way, versus organic, a synthetic reality, a reality that's comprised of technology, a reality that is artificial in its structure, which can, and as they believe, will eventually surpass the human intelligence. If you haven't, I would urge you to go back and, uh, and watch my interview with Richard Dolan, in which we got into not just the reality of artificial intelligence being in our very near future, but the ethics of it. What to, to what end? <laughs> Why the push? And we talked, we, we argued both sides. But I'm looking at this as kind of a, on the sneak tip, if you know what I mean. Now, I know there are going to be some of you out there that are saying she's reaching way too far. But again, it's all about the exploration. This is simply an hypothesis on my part, because I am confident that whenever something is released this boldly and sustained for this long, it has an ulterior motive. The, the big question, obviously, again, becomes, well, what is it? And this is what I thought of 
as inclusive of what this could be. Guys, if you're not familiar with the transhumanist agenda, and I'm kind of using transhumanism and artificial intelligence interchangeably, because I, I, I'm sure some would argue that they are somewhat different, but they're certainly, they certainly, uh, they certainly complement each other, if you will, if not the same thing. Taking humanity into, uh, I suppose, this other sort of term that's being banded about is the Internet of Things. And I'll be frank with you, I don't quite understand how that's being used. But nonetheless, all technology all the time, to the point where we become the technology, we become inorganic, synthetic, and yes, fake. Could it be? It's disturbing to think about and particularly disturbing when even if this is the idea, the push for the future, that whomever is designing this is not laying their cards on the table to the masses. Instead, as per usual, introducing words, concepts, thoughts, behaviors into society with the expectation of them being mimicked and then fully integrated until the individual doesn't even recognize that it was integrated. He or she simply becomes a part of it. So I don't know if there's anything else I want to point out there. I mean, it's really, it's, you could almost say this is a one sentence uh, concept. Are we being acclimated toward a fake reality? Question mark. I really, really do urge you to, if, if not my interview with uh, Richard Dolan, as well as Linda Moulton Howe, because that's equally intriguing. Um, look, look into the idea of the, of trans, the transhumanist agenda and the proponents of that. I don't think it's being hidden, certainly, although I don't think you will hear so much as a, a news segment or certainly not a, a substantial one in our mainstream news really something. So I really got into this. So again, apologies for a couple of days delay in uh, releasing this little episode of conscious commentary, conscious contemplation. <laughs> um, but this I, I really needed to um, kind of dig into this a little bit. And I'm going to continue to dig into it. I might try to even get John Rappaport back on to talk about this. Fake. Keep your ears open for it. Um, and here's here's something else I want to bring up. I was talking to someone the other day as I was looking into getting a feel for how it is affecting, how the, the word usage is affecting uh, public discourse, uh, you know, water cooler conversations at work. And I didn't, you know, assume that uh, people were, I'm hearing it obviously more through media, but in, in terms of actual interaction with people to the extent for which we have them these days outside of social media, but this person said to me, oh, absolutely. Every time you turn around, you know, in a conversation, someone is saying fake something. So it's obviously working. But the big, the bigger question is, why do they want to push it? Let's keep it real, folks. And I mean that seriously. Let's not submit to a fake reality, even uh, by withholding the word from your lexicon um, may be helpful. Keep looking, keep inquiring, keep analyzing, use discernment, as I uh, 
recall my conversation with veteran newsman Dan Rather when I interviewed him last year. Discernment is so key, particularly in today's media from all sides. What's the motive here? Let's let's start using some analysis and logic and not just parrot what we have, uh, what we're being fed. Okay, I'm going to leave it there. Chew on that for a little bit. And as always, as always, I thank you. I'm so grateful that you tune in to Conscious Commentary and Higher Journeys. And I can't wait to come back to you. As a matter of fact, let me give you a little, give a little plug to our next show coming up. Uh, Next Wednesday, we're going to be speaking to a couple of experiencers of contact. You know what I mean? The ET contact thing. Two very interesting people that uh, answered the call when I when I uh, was speaking with Miguel Mendoza about experiencing experiencer testimony. And I heard from quite a few of you. And so we're going to have a couple of those audience members on the show next week to talk about their unique experiences. So I hope you'll tune in for that. In the meantime, I am your host, Alexis Brooks. I'll talk to you soon.